0: McKinney Flavel's Hot Commodity Podcast Series. Empowering clients with commercial intelligence, supply chain expertise, and risk management solutions.
1: Good afternoon, everybody. My name is Sean Bingham, Director of Risk Management at McKinney Flavel. Today is Friday, January 26, 2024. And welcome to our Hot Commodity Podcasts. Speaking of hot commodities, sugar here recently has made a heck of a run in January and thought, well, that'd be a great topic to talk about. And who better to bring in to talk about sugar than our own uh, sugar and sweetener guru, Kevin Combs. Welcome aboard, Kevin. Hey, Sean. Happy Friday. It is Friday for sure. So before we jump into it, a couple of things we got to get out of the way as we usually do. Number one, Key Ingredients Webinar for 2024 coming up on Wednesday, January 31st. Invites are out already. If you uh, didn't get one or didn't see it, uh, you can go to our website at McKinneyFlavelle.com and register. We're going to hit on all the major key ingredients kind of uh, real quickly for 2024. That, that'd be something you won't want to miss. Also, a little bit further down the road is our spring seminar on April 17th in Oakbrook, Illinois, my backyard, uh, just outside of Chicago, and that registration is also available on our website. This year's theme is Movers and Shakers, and I saw the brochure that our Great Info folks put together, and Kevin, I think this is going to be actually one of the better ones we've had uh, here recently because the topic is... Is on technology and AI and, and all the all the different things that are that are really shaping the food industry and, and commodities. So
0: yeah, it's going to be a fun one for sure. And I'm just upset I'm not going to get an award this year.
1: Yeah, well, you yeah, know, but we could give you an award. We'll oh, uh, there thing. we we'll, go. Yeah, right. we'll now I'm excited again. Yeah, we'll think of something to give you. So <laughs> anyway, let's let's jump into the podcast. So Kevin, I'm just I I follow World Sugar technically. Uh, I mean, you're the you're the guy in the know on the fundamental side, but you know, we've had, we've had a heck of a recovery here from late December, uh, through January. We've now recovered the way what I'm looking at in the spot market. We've recovered about 50% of all the November and December losses that took uh, world sugar from roughly 28 down to 20 cents. And here we are, uh, trading a little bit over, uh, over 24 cents and right up against the 100 day moving average. So,
0: yeah, for me, crazy.
1: yeah, for me, that's a uh, uh, that's a big technical move, and one that uh, the one I think it's it's going to put the market at kind of an inflection point here. Any reason why why we saw that that big recovery in sugar?
0: Well, I think you know the the markets kind of go hand in hand from a technical and a fundamental standpoint, and it just takes one to trigger them. Especially when you look at where we were back, you know, in October, November timeframe, we ran up to. 28 cents per pound on the number 11s, you know, just maybe a hair short of that. But what was really driving that level that high? You know, we had a great crop in Brazil. Everything was looking good. We're kind of concerned, of course, about Asia crops, particularly India, uh, leading that, you know, poor monsoons. But there was still a lot of sugar out there in the world, you know, decent stocks levels, and you know i I think it comes into your your realm when you start looking at what's really driving it you know sure things were a little bit short people looking for a tiny deficit on uh, global production but you had crude oil futures running up you know other things that i think were really influencing the number 11 more so than sugar supply and fundamentals and i think you know we all know that eventually markets are going to come back to fundamentals Right. And you threw in another little bit of an increase where high prices for sugar led to higher sugar production in Brazil, just diverting Mm -hmm. more cane to sugar instead of ethanol. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, a little bit higher yields than people expected. And when you put it on the massive amount of cane they produce, those little adjustments to supply demand, all of a sudden, hey, they got another million, million and a half tons of sugar that uh, people weren't expecting to have in the marketplace. And then minor revisions in uh, India's crops upward, a little bit better yields in a few of their key growing regions helped out. And uh, all of a sudden, instead of that small deficit, we're back to looking at a small surplus. And then, you know, back to your side of the market, what happened when you were sitting there at 28 cents and where were the funds and where are they at now?
1: Right. Yeah, no doubt about it. So funds were were, were obviously quite long sugar when we were uh, – Trading above twenty six cents, and then the downdraft in November was was a serious liquidation, all the way down to twenty cents. Now, you know what was interesting is when we when we finally got down uh, to that level, and funds had effectively liquidated all their longs. You know, my big question was, "Well, are these guys going to go short?" And I was kind of doubtful that they would. And as it, it turns out, they haven't. They haven't gone short. Now, I'm not. I'm not necessarily sure that that funds are big buyers. We haven't really seen that recently. Um, so you, you, I think you may be hitting it spot on that, that eventually things just return to, you know, a fair market clearing price and, you know, they probably oversold it to the downside on the liquidations. And now, you know, getting back up to, you know, roughly 24 cents is, is maybe something closer to where, where we ought to be given, given the balance sheet.
0: Yeah, I think just given fundamentals and sugar production and, you know, when you look at it globally, there aren't a lot of countries producing sugar for a profit at 23 cents, 24 cents per pound, obviously, you know, Mm -hmm. Brazil is probably one of them and some of the key exporters, Thailand, etc. But, uh, you know, other exports that... hit the market in a big way a lot of times those are subsidized a la india which you know Mm -hmm. they don't have that huge surplus and we're not talking about you know six or seven million tons coming out of india on a subsidized basis to really drive futures down lower and i think you know the market recognized that and said you know what we need to be above 20 21 cents and and got right back up to probably where we're at a more reasonable value given the fundamentals and given that, you know, we do have quite a bit of sugar as long as Brazil continues to plug along with good weather. The, the scary thing to think about future lies is what happens if something changes and we have a negative weather event in Brazil right. because we're just so much more reliant on one country's production right now.
1: Yeah, no, no doubt about it. And, you know, and speaking of, you know, world sugar versus, versus here at home, uh, so I was just I was just kind of looking at some of these correlations between the 11 and 16 market uh, before we jumped on here today. And you know, the that we always I don't care what commodity you're looking at, correlations are never are never consistent. They they do go up and down over time, but they you know, they generally tend to revert back to what you think. Now, we had a, a pretty serious breakdown in correlations in 2022. Or uh yeah, but twenty twenty two between elevens and sixteens. But we have climbed all the way back up to I have as of last week, uh the correlation between elevens and sixteen about ninety-two percent. And it's actually been running close to ninety-six percent here, which would be the highest level we've seen going back to about twenty ten. So uh
0: thoughts absolutely thoughts on that. Absolutely, (laughs) absolutely bonkers is you know, you go back and uh since I've been involved in looking at risk management. We've had people say, "Hey, how can we hedge the 16s? How can we hedge refined sugar? Is there any way we can do it?" And we had, you know, people running numbers for us. People smarter than uh, than me, anyway, looking at it and trying to figure out how do you come up with strong enough correlations mm-hmm. and what can you do—a mix of the 11s, the 16s, et cetera—to come up with something. And no one ever came up with anything that would uh, tie in refined prices to it, but you know the 16s obviously a little bit closer, being raw sugar to raw sugar, mm-hmm. but still it wasn't a, a good thing, and, and people are looking for liquidity because yeah. the 16 is so thinly yeah. traded. You know it's like how can we tie in the number 11s and make something work? Yeah. But we never really came up with a program that anyone liked.
1: I can see why because when I look at that uh, rolling correlation, I, and I just ran a 52 week rolling correlation back from 2010. Uh, I mean we go we go twice we have gone down to minus. Point two, which is negatively correlated, uh, and and you know as high as the ninety sixes. So there's, you know, if, if you're asking, is there a consistent correlation between the elevens and the sixteens? <laughs> no, no, there is no. not. And yeah. uh, and and while you probably could use uh, the eleven market as a hedge for a very very short period of time, it's not something I would say. Oh yeah, you could you, you know you could jump in there and 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 be pre. Confident that that correlation is going to last for a while because it rarely, rarely does. Matter of fact, the, I would say the average, just kind of looking at this thing, is probably in the 70% correlation range. So, um, yeah. yeah, interesting, interesting for sure.
0: But, yeah, you know, to the point those numbers are strong now, when you look at, you know, the sugar program, we've had, you know, bad beet crops, we've had forfeitures or force majeure events, mm-hmm. not forfeitures, absolutely no forfeitures, <laughs> but yeah. uh, force majeure events. We've had, you know, lots of things going on. And just the way the sugar program is managed, the growth in organics, you look at high tier tariff imports, you know, it used to be 10, 15, 20 years ago, we got 20,000 tons, 30,000 tons of high tier imports. Yeah, But now under those amended suspension agreements, we're running 400,000. Last year was four hundred and fifty five thousand, mm-hmm. and now we're projected at five seventy five. We have 5, this yeah. insatiable need for raw sugar in the marketplace, especially with Mexico second year on drought, not going to have sufficient sugar to meet their quotas. You know, a couple other things on the supply demand pushing it to where we need more sugar than needed. So when that sugar is coming, it's coming from the world market. So the number uh, sixteen is basically just trading at that high tier duty level to get mm-hmm. the sugar into the country or, you know, just underneath it.
1: If I'm reading you're right, as long as, as long as this high high tier sugar continues to come in and, it, and it's certainly is, is projected, you know, this year, like you said, 575, as long as that's going to come in, we probably should see these correlations remain relatively high, right? Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Definitely. Makes sense to me. So you learn something new every day. I love it. <laughs> hey, uh, Negotiation season's obviously right around the corner. The colloquium's coming up here soon. Uh, love to get your thoughts on uh, on what you think about that.
0: Yeah, well, just you know, I like to looking at the sixteen mark that was kind of one of the things when we got up to twenty eight cents. I had you know fear on how that was going to impact <laughs> and everybody else, yeah. right? I mean, <laughs> yeah. that's that's that was one of the big questions we we're getting asked. If, you know, and at that point, people are calling for the world market to go over thirty cents per pound. Mm. Uh, it's like, oh no, what does right. that compare to how we are negotiations were taking place for 2024 uh, contracting? Mm-hmm. And you know looking back, we're under 21 cents per pound this time of year leading into the or right up into the colloquium even next month equivalent. And here we are, you know we're looking at 28 cents, 8 cent premium. That's really scary. To think how you know in sugar industry might take that into account in negotiations. Now, right, you know, hey, it's still up, but it's only up, you know, three and a half cents or something like that versus where we were, you know, March first when people started contracting sugar last year. So it's not as big a factor. And you take a look at some of the other things going on and the weakness in demand. And I think the uh, the picture is much much better for negotiations to take place today than what we we're looking at back uh you know in november october yeah. november so i, I agree definitely yeah. pleased in that uh category and you know the 16s again following along suit so it's the same thing it's it's up a little bit i think we were at 37 cents ish or something like that when negotiations were taking place mm-hmm. and now you know we're sitting here uh hovering well today it's actually down pretty strongly uh one twenty-eight on uh, May contract and one twenty-nine on the March contract, so uh, just under forty cents.
1: Yeah, I think some you know these GDP numbers we just got were considerably hotter than anybody was looking for. Right, and uh, you talk about demand. You know, it, if there are two things that this that has really perplexed you know folk, folks that watch the economy. It is jobs and consumer spending, and they just they have just held this economy up, you know, three point three percent GDP. No one was looking for that. It, in my personal opinion, it's it's going to back the Fed off, uh, you know, a little bit longer. But you know, just pure demand wise, uh, maybe maybe not the demand destruction. You know, food obviously is is less susceptible to that. But uh, you know, the consumer is still they may be charging everything, but they're still buying.
0: They are still buying lots of things, but uh, you know you do see some uh, for the little chinks in the armor on on food. And normally, sugar consumption and and poor economy, it doesn't matter. It it stays pretty flat, consistent. You know, normal little growth factor, and has not been hit. You know, even when we're in recessions. But uh, I think yep. you know you look at the price changes. You know, people look at reformulations companies start looking at how do we keep product on the shelf and keep the margins up on retail. So you end Mm -hmm. up getting some shrinkflation going on. And I think seeing that all those things just kind of keep just hitting just a little bit, a little bit. And so, you know, we ended up 2023 with flat uh, consumption of sugar. And so far the first two months of uh, the new year were down 0.4%. So,
1: so we are seeing a little
0: bit of destruction. We're seeing that a little bit. And some of the IRA data and stuff you see in some categories like confections, particularly chocolate, you know, continue to trend negative, whether you look at it on a 12-month, uh, three-month, or, you know, one-month basis. So it's it's definitely definitely out there, just kind of a, a threat. And I think, you know, combine that and a huge beet crop this year, and it's just putting that just maybe a little bit of pressure so things are are much more optimistic again today versus where we were looking at things back, uh, in October, November.
1: Yeah. Well, no doubt. And my, and I mean, my long-term forecast for world sugar is definitely, you know, lower. We haven't, you know, this little uptick here has turned some of the short-term models, but, uh, I think long-term we're, we probably saw the top in sugar. Let's hope we saw the top in sugar and, and, uh, start uh, working our way back down. But uh, one
0: one thing we all know is, you know, you get those high prices for a while and people start taking extra good care of their crops. They start planting a little bit more where they can. And uh, sugar used to be on that case where we'd be a two year huge surplus. And then we'd end up with lower prices. We'd end up with, you know, weather events and whatnot driven for, you know, two years on deficits and just kind of continue that cycle. But lately it's all been positive and we've been, you know, just, tiny surpluses, tiny surpluses, Mm -hmm. tiny surpluses. So it's going to be interesting to see, you know, what happens. And, you know, it would take, I think a pretty big deficit uh, or a pretty big surplus to really move us one direction or the other, not this 1 million ton, 2 million ton, but, you know, getting a five or 6 million ton swing one direction or the other.
1: Right. Right. Well, you know, as they say, high prices cure high prices. And so uh, we're seeing that in a lot of other products across the board. Well. Kevin, you got anything else on your mind, or we want to wrap this one up?
0: No, let's uh, let's wrap it up, and you know, look forward to working with all and hearing from all our customers about negotiations taking place. And uh, you know, we're here to help and advise on what we're seeing, and what's going on. So, give us a shout.
1: Absolutely. And if you run into uh, myself or Kevin at the Colloquium, if you happen to be there, say hello, come by. Uh, we'd love to talk to you. So uh, yeah, we'll call that a, we'll call that a wrap on uh, on this January hot commodity podcast. Uh, Thanks, everyone, for listening. Always appreciate it. And as Mike always says, live with an attitude of gratitude. Until next time, everyone, take care. That concludes this podcast episode. For expanded commentary and more detailed information, log on to McKinney Favelle's IQ Ingredient Intelligence Platform and listen to our Market Insights podcast. If you're not a subscriber, visit
0: McKinney-Favelle.com for more information. And as always, follow us on YouTube, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Twitter.